Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on his side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to, we've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. All right, gang. So I have had what I like to call pretty much an insane week so far. And uh, we're recording this on Thursday. For those of you listening over the weekend, uh, probably Thursday and Friday are better better off. But uh, and not that the beginning of the week was bad. It was just it was crazy. It was crazy. I don't know any other words to use. Culminating with a a very very long day of airport travel. Yes, I was one of the victims slash survivors of the Southwest ground stop computer glitch. Great 2021 Tuesday flight cancellations and delays, people. Uh, on Tuesday, I'm sure you saw it in the news, Southwest Airlines canceled over 500 flights across the nation and delayed another, I think it was 40% of their flights. I was subject to all of these things multiple times. So uh, I, had, I had delays. I was flying... So I had the last two puppies that uh, that we had from our spring litters, and I was flying them both to San Francisco area into the Oakland airport, and uh, I was delayed. We left Las Vegas about 15 minutes after we were originally scheduled to land in Oakland at 9 a.m. Uh, so by the time I got there, I had to do a really quick, you know, usually I'll go through everything with the puppies, new families, and I, I still did, but I had to make it really, really fast, you know, and I'm trekking it back to my gate and for to catch my flight back to Vegas, because it was just supposed to be a quick trip there, quick trip back, and then I would have Tuesday afternoon, we were supposed to land at 1 o'clock Tuesday afternoon, I'd have Tuesday, because I took a day off of work to be able to go and, and make these uh, make these deliveries. So I thought, well, Tuesday afternoon, I'm going to get a bunch of stuff done around the house. I'm going to make the most of this day off. It's going to be great. Um, you know, I'm going to. It's going to be great. You know, I, I didn't take a. I didn't take a book. I didn't take a phone charger. I didn't take a laptop. I took nothing because I was like, you know what? I'm going to sleep because I was behind on sleep. I was like, I will. Uh, you know, when you're when you're on your way there, you know, you take care of the puppies, drop off the puppies. I was like, the flight back. You know, I'll, I'll grab something to eat in the airport. I'll sleep on the plane. I'll be ready to go. I'm going to tackle this Tuesday afternoon. It's going to be awesome. So I get back to my return flight, which is supposed to be boarding at 11.40, I believe, a.m. on Tuesday, and my flight had been canceled. And my flight had been canceled apparently just before we had landed, after which point I had gone and delivered the puppy, so I had no idea. So, of course, by the time I get back into the terminal, the lines are super-duper long, and I'm like one of the last people trying to rebook onto a flight. But uh, I did get rebooked onto another one flying into Burbank and then back to Vegas, but it didn't get until 8, 8 p.m. I was like, all right, well, okay, I guess I might as well go, or no, I'm sorry, that one got in at 7 p.m. So I was like, well, I guess I will go get some food then. I was just planning to eat when I got back to Vegas, um, because, you know, airport food is more expensive, so I was like, I'll go find something to eat and chill for a little while because I got time, and then I'll figure out what I'm going to do. 
for the rest of my day in the airport. Or, you know, I had some friends in the area, so I was going to call a couple people, see if anybody wanted to hang out for the afternoon. So I go, I start chilling in one of the airport's restaurants, which being California during uh, COVID time, uh, options were few and far between in the Oakland airport, in case you're wondering. There aren't many there to begin with, and when half of them are closed down and the ones that are open have limited seating, it's it's a struggle, especially when you've got <laughs> now, now literally thousands of people with canceled flights. Um so anyway, so I go, I'm like, I'm going to relax here. Get about 30 minutes in. I was like, all right, I'm going to sit here for at least an hour because, you know, table space and stuff. I was got time because I waited a while for that table. I was like, I'm going to enjoy this. About 40 minutes into my enjoying, my flight to Burbank got delayed to the extent that it would have missed the connection to Las Vegas. Now, eventually, I think that Las Vegas flight actually got delayed as well, so I might have still made it. But at, the, at that point, I wasn't going to make the Vegas connection. So then I had to go back, get in line uh, at customer service, wait in line for an hour again uh, to talk to someone there, and then they put me on the 5 o'clock direct back to Vegas, which originally did not have any room available. But because of all the shuffling people around, there was one seat. They put me in it. It was a direct flight back, direct flight back to Vegas. Then I was getting in at, uh, I think it was like 6.30 p.m. I was like, great, I'm gaining time. And they were like, yeah, we're going to board at 4.45. I was like, awesome. So uh, I go at this point, I think it's maybe around like, I don't know, 2 o'clock maybe. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go try and just, you know, take a nap because don't have anything else to do. So I went down to the end of the airport. I don't know how long the Oakland airport is. It's not very long guessing maybe a third if a mile I'm sure I could look it up maybe some of you will and you'll let me know but so I went down walked all the way down to the end there was nobody there so I attempted to sleep which didn't really work but uh, I think I slept for like 20 minutes maybe and then uh, and then some other people found me in my abandoned little area and so then it was no longer quiet and yeah so that didn't work so finally it was uh, it was 430. So I just, I kind of chilled there in my spot, just relaxed. I was like, they're just going to relax here. Um, so I go back over at 4.30 and my flight has been delayed to 9.45. 9.45. Another five hours in the airport with no phone. Because my phone is super old, I need to get a new one. Uh, but I have a specific phone that I really want, and I'm really hoping that Apple will come out with a new phone because the one that I want then will become cheaper, but I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to hold out waiting for Apple. I may just have to bite the bullet. But Because um, I want an Apple, I want an iPhone 12 mini. Okay, I don't like big phones. Everybody's always like, why do you have that old iPhone? Because I like a little phone. that My hands are not large, okay? My hands are, are the size that fits uh, the smaller phone. So I want the smaller phone. I want the mini. Anyhow. So I and but my phone the battery dies like so quickly. So I couldn't use my phone. I had to keep it on airplane mode so that I could communicate to my family back in Vegas what was going on so they knew when to get me and all this stuff. So I didn't have my phone to be on. I didn't have a phone charger and the phone chargers were like, "We'll just buy one in the airport." They were the cheapest phone charger, okay? $50! And believe me, I had a lot of time. I checked every single store that was open in that airport. Now, you could get just the cord. Just the cords you could get for 30 No, wait, 40 I think it was $40 to buy just the cord. Not the, not the outlet connector, just the cord. I was like, there is no way 
I will I will live a day without my phone before I will spend fifty dollars to get a phone charger for this thing. So so no phone, no laptop, no no books, no nothing. Um so nine forty five. So nine forty five uh, finally comes, and we are, they make the announcement, we're going to board the plane, literal cheers in the airport, because we have been waiting a long time. There, I met a couple in the airport that had been uh, waiting in the airport for 36 hours. Another couple in the airport, uh, because on Monday night, apparently Southwest had had some issues as well, and then again yesterday, they had more issues. Southwest has just not had a good week. It is not friendly skies right now at Southwest. Uh, another um, couple had been there 32 hours. Uh, it was just, it was amazing. But anyway, so we, we literally start boarding the plane. They do all the pre-boarding. They start into the, the A group. And then they, they stop. They stop the boarding. And they come back out and they said, guys, our, our pilot is actually on another plane. And they've been delayed. So we're looking to push back. We'll start um, pushing back probably around 1045. So we're going to be delayed another hour. Long story shorter, I finally made it back to Vegas. I got home about 1.30 a.m. Wednesday morning. And then uh, I was up at uh, 5.30 Wednesday morning getting ready for work. So, needless to say, I have not been real connected to what's been going on in the outside world this week. Because Monday I took the day off, my family was in town, and we were just doing a bunch of projects around the house. And I just generally disconnect from things on Monday anyway as much as possible. Tuesday I had no access to anything. And then Wednesday uh, I pretty much was just trying to stay alive because I was so tired, guys. You have no idea. I was so tired. I went to bed at 9.30 Wednesday night. And I have not slept so well. I don't know how long it has been since I have slept as well as I did Wednesday. So that, that's, the, that's the positive takeaway from this. Actually, there's a lot of positive takeaways from this. Since I really have no idea what's going on in the world, I've seen some snippets here and there, but I just have not had a chance to formulate uh, coherent thoughts about any of these things. Because, you know, I'm a survivor of the Southwest Great 500 Flight Cancellation Day catastrophe. Uh, I thought, you know, I had a lot of time in the airport. I gave you a very condensed version, but I'm pretty sure that I walked the entirety of the Oakland airport. It's not super large, like I said, but I'm pretty sure, you know, 14, 15 times back and forth, back and forth. And then I would take breaks and then I would turn my phone on. Uh, I would let it drain two to three percent and then I would turn it back off again. Well, not off, but back into airplane mode. And I just turn it on to check and make sure there weren't any uh, any urgent texts from my family or anything like that, and then it was back in airplane mode. I read every single sign and historical marker in that airport, which actually is really kind of cool, the history of the Oakland airport. You should look it up sometime, but a lot of things happening in the 1920s that it would just amaze you. It's amazing to me, the things that mankind has accomplished, but they built that airport out of sand. Like, it wasn't, there was no area to build the Oakland airport, and they created it in the water. And then they built this airport, and then that's where the first uh, Trans-Pacific flights, I think it was, or no, uh, to Hawaii, and then it became the base uh, to getting to uh, the Pacific Islands for our military. It's really kind of cool history. So I, I read all this history. I had a lot of time to think. I had a lot of time to pray. I couldn't even read my Bible, because one, I didn't have my physical Bible with me, and two, I couldn't use the Bible app on my phone because my battery would die. So it's just me and Jesus walking around the airport with like a bazillion other people. I didn't have, I, I, I literally had, I had nothing. I <laughs> I had a rolling suitcase that I had put um, 
the puppy information in. I had the puppy carry bag, which was carrying the puppies, which once I took the puppy information out of the rolling bag, I put the carrier into the old the suitcase. So I had I had I had no things. Nothing to do except think and pray and think and pray and walk. And as I did that, I thought about many, many things. And uh, when I was thinking about, well, now I have to have a podcast, but I have literally nothing to talk about. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to share with you some of the things that I was thinking about in my, in my day of, of the Oakland airport. And I would have, I have many friends in the area and many different people had offered to come and, and pick me up and hang out. But the problem was the flights kept changing so often that I didn't want to not be there if it changed again, which in hindsight was probably unnecessary. But however, uh, just is how it worked out. So five life lessons from my day in the Oakland airport, which by the way, in case you were wondering, is not one I recommend getting stuck in. It's just, it's not, there's not a lot there. But number one, (laughs) Jesus said it, but we should probably take it to heart. Boast not of tomorrow. You don't know what a day will bring forth. I had big plans for Tuesday. It was going to be an in-and-out flight. I was going to get a bunch of stuff done. It was going to be productive. No, none of these things. None of these things happened. Now, in the grand scheme of things, I really didn't have that bad of a day. I got a day off to do nothing and walk around the Oakland airport. But that was not what I had planned for my Tuesday. And there are and this is just a very small small, you know, example. But in all of life, we shouldn't be boasting about tomorrow because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring forth. So, be prepared. You know, I I should have taken and usually I'm very prepared. Usually I'm very prepared, I'm very planned. But I, I should have taken my laptop. I should have taken, at l- very minimum, my phone charger. I should have taken a book. I should have taken things. I should have prepared in case tomorrow did not turn out the way that I was planning. So in life, remember, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, so be prepared. doesn't mean you have to be a fear monger. doesn't mean you have to believe in every conspiracy theory. But it means that you should think about the possibilities of what could happen or what you would do if the days don't go the way you're anticipating. And this would apply in every area of life, really. I'm just, again, simplifying things here. But don't boast about tomorrow. You don't know what the day will bring forth. So be prepared. And then secondly, be kind. All right, be kind. There is so much going on in so many different people's lives. And, you know, I watched people that, I, I watched Southwest gate agents and Southwest employees get yelled at for things that they had no control over whatsoever. I watched them get belittled. I, and, and it was really just unnecessary. And then I watched as other people would be kind and helpful and thank them. They're, they're trying, they're trying here. Right, and when it was ever it was my turn to talk to uh, a gate agent, I always you know tried to thank them, ask them how their day was going, uh, tell them they were doing a great job, be really appreciative, because you know there's that's just just be kind, 
Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And the fact of the matter is, when it comes to these flight attendants and, uh, and, and gate agents, they didn't even do anything wrong. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. But if you're nice to them, then you have a chance to show them what Jesus would be like in that kind of a situation. And then third, I found that the best way to recharge is to unplug. And this is something that, you know, we, we talk about and it's pretty common and I know it too, but how many of us actually do it? How many of us actually take an entire day without any electronic devices or any connection to the outside world. There's no scrolling of Facebook. There's no tweeting. There's no news. There's no emails. There's no movies. There's no nothing. I had nothing. No TV, no internet, nothing. Right? The most TV I got was when I was sitting in that restaurant. I got to watch about 20 minutes of a soccer game, and that was it for the entire day. And it was incredible. It was so refreshing and liberating. And quite honestly, I really needed it. I really needed a day where I could not be reached for comment. I needed a day where my brain could just take a break, where I didn't have to be constantly uh, answering questions or, or looking at things that other people were doing or, you know, just... Unplugging is the best way to recharge. And it gave me a chance to, to walk and walk and, and walk and walk and walk some more. I walked a lot. I wish that Apple Watches, the old version, would count steps because I'm pretty sure I would have gotten all kinds of awards if it was a Fitbit, but it's not a Fitbit, it's an Apple Watch. But don't just, just make sure you take some time, some time, to just disconnect from all the devices and let God speak to you without having you know, a TV on in the background or a phone right there ready to distract you or emails that need to be answered. Just step away. And then fourth, and probably one of the most important things I found, was that uh, matcha lattes are actually quite good. Particularly when they are lightly sweetened. And, by the way, they are far superior to the evil chai latte, which so many people have told me that I would love because I do not like coffee, but I like tea. Chai latte, no. I don't know what that even is, but I don't like it. Not taste good. Yuck, bleh. But when you have a very limited supply of, of things to do or restaurants to choose from, and you really want something cold to drink, but really you just want an ice cream cone, but they don't even have a McDonald's in the airport. There's not. How do you have a whole airport with no ice cream? Answer me this. Also, the Raiders Stadium. I got to go to the Raiders Stadium the other week. No ice cream. This, this is not acceptable. But anyway, uh, I wanted to try a matcha frappuccino, but they did not have the ability to crush the ice. They could just pour it over the ice. So I tried a matcha latte, and I like it. So, in case you were wondering, if you ever want to bring me something to drink, I will take a matcha latte, iced, lightly sweetened. There you go. And then last but certainly not least, and I know this is going to be a quick podcast today, but I wanted to give you something, something different to chew on here. That is that 
this this thought hit me as I was walking around in the airport. So many people, and some were stranded as long as me, and I passed them over and over and over and over and over and over again. But thousands, literally thousands of other people I passed in the airport that day, and I was just amazed at how many different people, how many different uh, just family units, people after people after people after people after people. And me as an introvert, I, I don't do the people thing. And I'm just watching all these people, 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 people. And I was, and you know, I was doing some, some significant praying because I had a lot of time. And I was like, God, there's so many people here. It's like, and this isn't even a drop in the bucket of the people in this, in this city, let alone this state, let alone this country, let alone the world. I was like, God, how on earth do you handle all of us people and all of our problems? How... God, all the people. And I, and I was thinking about it, and, I was, and it was like God was saying, well, you know, people say that how do you handle it with all the dogs? And just bear with me for a second, because I have five dogs, and then I have lots of puppies. And I'm like, how, do you, how can you do all the dogs? Or people would ask my parents growing up, because they had seven children, how do you do all the children? But, you know, when I get another dog, it doesn't mean that I love liberty any less. I might have less time to spend with Liberty, but I don't love her less. Because now I have to take care of Hershey and Pepper and Jack and Belle, too. But my love for her hasn't diminished. And I think that you could say the same thing with, with people or with parents. Because they have more children, their, their love for the children they already have doesn't diminish in any way. They might have less time, practically speaking, for them, but their love doesn't diminish. But God isn't limited by time. God's time for me is not diminished because there are uh, uh, millions of other people in the world. God still knows every hair on my head, and God still cares about every aspect of my life, despite the fact that he has millions of other people that he is also taking care of and knowing how many hairs are on their head and caring about every aspect of their lives. And that is an incredible, mind-blowing, awesome thought. And that is where I'm going to leave you this week. God loves you. God knows you intimately. God cares about you deeply. And God wants you to unplug, recharge, and spend some time with him this week. Hope you'll join us for church on Sunday if you're here in Las Vegas. Our address is 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard. We'll be wrapping up our missions conference, and you do not want to miss out on that. We'll see you next time, same place, whether you're listening iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, or on KVXL 101.1 FM in Las Vegas. We will be back with you next week. Have a great, great weekend, everyone.